blöde. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch. Of course, this is the podcast where we get together as a group and we watch some of those movies that we hold very dear from our childhood or from our youth, and we get to see if they're actually still any good. Let's uh, let's start by introducing our regulars. Of course, I'm Nick. I'm Ash. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. Am I in this? And that's Bryce. And so we're joined by a special guest this time around. If you're a fan of the other Laugh Stash properties, we recently did an episode of Let's Drink with this guy, and uh, we kind of fell into this fantastic conversation about movies that we all loved, and it became very clear very quickly that we wanted him on this show, and we actually really got caught up in, I don't know, at least a 30-minute conversation about one of his very favorite movies. So, we'll introduce a movie in a moment, but first, welcome Hector Navarro. Thank you so much. Is it a 30-minute conversation we were talking about this? Oh, yeah. oh I'm sure really? it was longer. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no way. Great. It's great. We loved every yeah. minute of it, and we're, I was a little bummed we weren't recording it. <laughs> yeah. So, we've got to recreate the magic. What was that? Okay, we'll just recreate it. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. You get me talking about this movie, and it'll, I'll probably say the exact same shit in the exact same Order, it'd be great. You were super excited, and we fell in love with you as well. Oh, thank you guys so much. So well, the feeling was mutual. Hopefully, you already know Hector in from uh, from his YouTube video or vlogs. I don't know exactly how you'd say it, mm-hmm. um, but his shows online, The Pull, Omnibus, Superhero News. Most, if not all, of those are part of the Geek and Sundry Network. Correct. And if you have not seen these shows, if you have even a mild uh, interest in comic books, you got to <laughs> check out these shows. Yeah. Yes, they're great. Hector uh, is a vault of knowledge of comic book knowledge. And yeah. Nick is our resident yeah. comic book knowledge person. We so. speak the same language. Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. stewing on Jessica Jones yep. because none of these assholes have watched <laughs> Just lo- looking yet. at the couch where Nick and Hector are sitting it, is like watching the fucking Matrix code <laughs> go down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like but, but it's with comic strips just yeah. Yeah. yeah comic matrix one's wearing a comic-con shirt the other one's wearing a star wars shirt oh boy they that's true <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh we're gonna watch a movie today that is a very very close to hector's heart he's yep. he's brought this to us um from what i understand it's a pretty goofy movie um the name of this movie is a goofy movie that's right and this is this is an interesting one for me. Hector's bringing it to the table. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's brought it to us to see. I think all of you have seen it except for me because once again I'm a little aged out of this movie. I yeah. don't think Bryce has seen it. Have you seen it, Bryce? I have not. Okay. Ooh, interesting. Great. I was gonna say you are old as fuck, but now <laughs> that counters that. So Bryce it's just, just you just missed that it. Thirty line. Yeah. Ooh, oh. you're fine. Yeah, one of us. It's fine because <laughs> this is actually this film came out in 1995. Uh, theatrically released in 95 so it is the 20th anniversary of a goofy movie this year 2015 and they even had a 20th anniversary reunion panel i think this year at d23 Mm. or something with a with the cast with some of the uh musicians that did some of the songs like i think the director like you know recorded a video in and sent it in and and uh some other people were on there but um it's pretty awesome i was bummed that i wasn't at that but uh fans seem to really dug it that's amazing yeah Wow. It, I can't believe it's been 20 years. Yep. Jeez. 1995. Same as Batman Forever. 
20 years. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty short too. This is not, this is like 78 minutes or something. Like it's not that long. Yeah. Um, and it, and in, and in part, I mean, it feels like it is a, like a, like a series finale for the show Goof Troop. It was worked on by like Toon Disney Studios, but I looked it up and I don't know if it was intended to be a direct-to-video from the onset. I don't think it was. I think it was intended to be released theatrically, but it's not considered one of Walt Disney's, like, you know, Walt Disney Animation Studios right. films. Like, it's not part it's, of that it's legacy. Disney Toons it's Disney Studios, Toons. and it's the second one. Yeah. DuckTales was the first. Awesome. This. There are right. moments in this that are super cinematic. Yes. And I, I think there, there are still moments that are TV, but it's not a Goof Troop movie because there are characters that were on the show Goof Troop that are not even in this movie. We don't see Pete's wife we don't see his uh, his other, his daughter, Pete, like the neighbor. We don't see that side of his family. It's just Pete and his son, PJ. So the movie is really about Goofy and Max. And they're older than they were in the show. In the show, Max and PJ were in middle school. and this, they're in high school. So it's like a couple years later. Uh, and then the direct-to-video sequel to this, an extremely goofy movie, uh, which is very bad, uh, is about Max in his freshman year of college. So the reason I, I'm sorry, I keep talking. I'm sorry. Do no, you, this, is, this is what people are here for. Huh. The reason I love this movie so much is because I believe that it is a really rare uh, example of a, of a classic cartoon character who's like a, like a mascot for a company even, like a corporate character, Goofy. And it's a rare example of a character allowed to evolve and have some emotional depth. Now, yeah. it might not be the most sophisticated emotion, but like for, again, 1995, he's friends with Mickey, who hasn't even proposed to Minnie and they've been dating for like 104 years. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's friends with the, uh, that whole stable of characters and Goofy is a widower. He's a widower, which is also like, it reminds me of like, it's dark for, for yeah. what this is. It reminds me of like uh, Chucky Finster's dad in Rugrats was a oh, widower. Yeah which is really dark considering that Chucky's like two years old, like one years old. So you're like, oh, this this just freshly happened before the show started or something. But, um, but same thing. I think that it's really sophisticated for what that is. I think that it could have been a much jokier movie, but the director, everybody that worked on the film, they, they decided to take it as an opportunity to be like, let's give Goofy, Goofy some depth. Let's give Goofy some depth, some emotional something so that we can connect to him and it's not just about him being goofy which is hilarious to see him set up a tv set or to see him try to exercise like all those cartoons are great but to see him try to be a father and kind of not be able to connect with his son i'm a sucker for any father-son story and in anything in anything any movie anything like like i can cry easy it's great uh i cry when the terminator goes in the lava <laughs> and that's because that's barely a father-son story but like i it gets me every time so yeah, I love that. I related to Max as a kid. I relate more to Goofy when I get older. Um, uh, I think it's awesome. And the music, I think, is really good for, again, not a regular Disney movie. Like, they didn't have, like, their mm -hmm. Disney people working on these songs. They had other people working on them. Uh, a lot of it was animated in France with their studios in France. Pre-production was done here in the U.S. in, like, Burbank and, and, and L.A. and stuff. But it was animated in France, parts of it in Australia. So it's not an official Disney thing. Uh, but I think it's the best one out of all the non-official stuff. Can, can so, I just say that uh, as someone who also has a favorite movie that I don't know fucking anything about my favorite movie. And that was a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we'll talk more about credits and we'll come back to it. But I want to go straight to something we usually do a little bit later, which is predictions for the movie. Because you're speaking from the point of view of somebody who's very confident, very passionate about what you know and expect from this movie. Sure. Which makes me wonder... 
how long have you how long ago was the last time you've seen it and Ooh. are we going to see the same enthusiasm after we watch this like has mm. enough time passed are you going to be disappointed in this viewing no guys i i've done this test to myself already like before okay. uh it's maybe been like maybe within a year maybe between a year and two years that i've seen this Oh, so, so you've seen it much more recently than we typically sure, do. Sure, yeah. So everybody else in the room, there's more space and a lot yeah. of space. Memory. But and here's the thing: like fifteen years of space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've watched too. this with people that have never seen it, or they have have been fifteen years of space. And I've the thing I've been disappointed with is that, like, I'm I understand that I may come out of this and I'll probably like this movie better than any of you guys, probably. Like, I get that. I'm ready for that. That's fine because I'm I like specific things about it. I don't think that. It's necessarily a uh, a indication of the movie's quality. I like I said, I just think that's like I like Goofy. I like the music in here. I like the father son relationship. I think that there are like, personal things for Hector. Personal. I don't. I, I feel like if you if you guys come out of this and you're like, eh, it's all right. It may just be because the subject matter is something you're not kind of interested in. Uh, speaking on the nostalgia factor, or whatever. Like. You kind of have to put yourself in the mindset of uh, of a kid. You know, these movies were made for kids, and right. so like we can overanalyze it, but um, but like at the same time, you know, it was made for kids. So I think you have to give it. You know, you have to think about it in that mindset. Prediction. I don't think you have to do that that hard with this one. I agree. Yeah. Prediction. Totally agree. And, and I think Prediction. Tales, we the have best, to kind of give it a yeah. you know a yeah. grain the of best salt. Disney movies are like that. You yeah. don't yeah. have to be the kid. And I totally. think what you guys are responding to is like a heart. In, right. of the film mm -hmm. that right. kind of resonates with adults and kids alike. It's a thing that you can relate to as a human. And it's one of these rare movies that sometimes like in the big studio environment, all the bureaucracy kind of forgets a movie totally. and the artists can kind of take control and really make it their own and give it what they need to give it to make it appeal to everyone. I think because it, it, because it wasn't an official Disney thing, it did fly under the radar. Like, yeah. I don't remember a whole bunch of merchandising coming from this project. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like, again, the creatives kind of were like, well, we want to do this with it. And people were like, go ahead. Yeah. We don't care. It's funny. Chris Sanders, who directed Lilo and Stitch, mentioned that that kind of happened with Lilo and Stitch. Yep. Where um, one of Really the heartfelt movie. Yeah, it was beautiful. And like, watching it, I watched a few years ago and I was like, holy crap, I forgot how truly amazing this film was. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned that the executives kept asking him like, when are we going to see this film? When are we going to see this film? It's going great. It's going great. And he's like, somehow was able to skirt <laughs> showing it to people. Yeah. And it, I think that's why it turned out so great because, you know, when you let storytellers and artists do what they need to do, they great. can do it best. And the other thing that you said, Hector, that I think is so true is like this film, I remember watching it as like, you know, a kid, teenager and relating to Max. Mm -hmm. And I think now that I'm older, I'm probably going to relate more to Goofy. Oh, yeah. And that's what's great about this movie is that you can, you know, whether you're older or younger, you mm -hmm. have a character to relate to. And then on top of that, like you said, I remember distinctly that a lot of the scenes are just way more cinematic than you would usually see yeah. from a Disney movie. And I, I just re-remembered a scene in this film and I almost choked up right now. <laughs> like in my eyes, I'm almost watering because I'm like, oh, I just remember this one thing that happens that this one character does. It's great, but very cinematic. Yes. Very cinematic. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember a lot of... 
when when you first brought up this movie, when we initially had this conversation after we shot the Let's Drink, um, you know, I remember it having a lot of distinctual impact on me as well as mm-hmm. a kid. And I haven't seen it since I was a kid either. Ooh. My prediction is that I'm still going to enjoy this film because I remember loving it as a kid and watched it multiple times. And I can still, to this day, remember clearly several scenes. Like, I can remember the scene when they're in the car driving with the mixtape. I remember the scene with the guy in the possum outfit. Hilarious. Like, I just remember so like many you're scenes. you're describing how I met your mother. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting movie. It is so unlike, I think, any other Disney film I've ever seen. I feel like literally the only thing I can remember about this movie, and it's only because we're looking at this obviously direct-to-DVD uh, uh <laughs> menu Lab- like shit menu <laughs> art uh is that this dude on the left likes cheese with oh he oh, yeah. absolutely <laughs> does <laughs> and he's voiced by Polly shore and this is the best Polly shore uh, film of all time oh boy. yeah yeah and are they like on king kai's planet by the way it's like this yeah. tiniest little... it's a tiny little planet yeah they're weight training <laughs> on king kai's planet that's right yes so what is your prediction <laughs> then brett i mean uh, the i i don't know what's gonna happen in here i remember enjoying this as a kid uh, but the fact that I rem- remember so very little of it uh, is uh, it, it'll probably be like, OK, but it probably won't be like, you know, this, the possibly this, the stellar level that Hector has. No way. No. <laughs> <laughs> telling you. Uh, but uh, I mean, I remember it being good. And I, th- I feel like so far, uh, the things I remember being good haven't been too terrible. <laughs> So yeah, I'm 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 hoping for like a C. All right, letter grade. What do you think, Sam? Um, Have you seen it? Yeah, but it has been a long time. I I remember watching this on VHS and like pulling it out of the little case and like having it not clip back together fully. Um, and I remember like the cheese thing, like Brett said. <laughs> And I remember there's some sort of concert and a river. And I remember the possum thing. And I remember feeling incredibly, incredibly sad at some point during the movie. Yeah. Good. But Definitely. I don't remember the context. Good. Yeah. Yes. Good. yes. <laughs> so, so, you will be. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to find out, like, what the context of those feelings are. It gets pretty and, real. This yeah. movie gets pretty real. Yeah, and I think it's a good sign that looking back on this film, I remember the way it made me feel and mm-hmm. not just specific things about it. That, I think, is a good sign that it has a good sort of emotional pull. And sure. Yeah. So we'll Man, see. We've really been setting this up. We're not going to watch, like, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream or anything right now, guys. Like, we're watching a goofy movie. Oh, God. It's still a goofy Requiem movie. For a dream. That is a goofy movie. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who has not seen this. And before... Before we, uh, before Hector was in the room, I did not have high hopes at this uh, in this for all. At, at he said all. all sorts of nasty things about Hector. <laughs> all sorts of mean like, and nasty Fuck that guy. But yeah, this I'm is not that. something that seems like would be very good that I would enjoy. Um, I'm I'm encouraged by Hector's enthusiasm. Cool. There's a very very special place in my heart for the things that a specific, that one person loves passionately mm-hmm. that other people don't. You know, you know what I did just a couple days ago? I don't know why I decided to do this. I, I put together a list of 100 movies that I don't think are the best movies, but 100 movies that make up who Hector is as a human being. Oh, if you watch them, you'll understand me as a person, as a man. 
as a young boy, like you'll get me. Yeah. And this is this was one of the first ones I threw down. Well, that's actually a fantastic. A hundred yeah. movies that again I, you don't think are the best, but you're like they shaped me as a human being. I like that. Yeah, I, I want to do that. As you're yeah. talking, I was thinking of Eddie and the Cruisers, yeah, which is a very important movie for me. That if you even know it exists, you are completely blasé about it. <laughs> like, nobody gives a shit about Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah, but that's. I could say everything that you just said about Goofy Movie, about Eddie and the Cruisers. It hits cool. me on just this real deep level. We'll have to watch Eddie and the Cruisers next. Yeah. <laughs> For me, let's it's... Let's tear apart Nick's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, let's let's tear apart me. Hector's childhood first. Yes. <laughs> Was it, what oh, I would say for me, it'd probably be Robin Hood Men in Tights. Great, oh, again, yeah. not I, even the best Mel Brooks, like, but I get it because that's the same era. Yeah, I I don't know what it is about that movie. They're they're Men in Tights, tight tights, manly, manly men. men. Yeah, <laughs> so good, so good. Tights. Bryce, what do you think? So even though uh, you know I haven't seen this movie before, um, as a kid, you know I I definitely uh, I love the TV show and. Um, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot were just some of my favorite characters. Um, this was one of my favorite uh, Warner Brothers shows. So I'm mm. curious to see if the movie lives up to the uh, No, you're, show. Thinki- you're thinking of Tiny Toons. No, it's, it's definitely a goofy movie. You're th- I think you're thinking of the wrong thing. <laughs> well, you know, we'll watch the movie. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Okay. I think Bryce is right. Hope here. you like it. <laughs> the Bryce is right? <laughs> oh! <laughs> so Goofy Movie, of course, is from April of 1995. Um, directed by Kevin Lima, yes. who did a handful of other Disney movies, including my personal favorite, Tarzan. Tarzan, great which film. Which almost falls into that category we were talking about a moment ago. Like, not a lot of people not are about Not the best Disney, but if it's your favorite, yeah, great. I mean, how brilliant is it to have Phil Collins as basically the narrator I wanna know. of the story? Can and you show me? So that does give me a lot of optimism. <laughs> I want to know about these strangers like me. Great. Yeah. On the subject of Tarzan, kind of a cool fact. Um, d- more on like the subject of films having heart. Apparently, after that movie was released, the director and producer kept getting tons of letters in from parents talking about like, I, I have an adopted kid and I didn't know how to like explain to them like how they fit in my family. Oh, that's beautiful. You're gonna make me and, cry. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> and so they like like this movie helped our family become more of a family and like explain like even though you weren't my biological kid, mm-hmm. you are my kid and I love you and like that's I will always so be cool. there for you. That's yeah. So, so a cool little fact about that and film. Again, the seeds of that were planted here in a goofy movie. There you have it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I heard I don't think it was Kevin Lehman. It might have been like an assistant director, somebody who worked on this and also on Frozen. And there's this like there's this headcanon that that guy has that the the Which like, he shoots people with and I'm just like <laughs> Tarzan's parents who die in the beginning of Tarzan? Oh, that's right. Are the parents of the girl in Frozen? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Frozen, but apparently the parents leave on a ship and never come back. They die. I think, I think that's the case, but I think it's with the Little Mermaid. There's a sunken ship in Little Mermaid oh. that came out in '89 mm. that people theorize was the ship that was lost to sea in Frozen. And then there's a, there's like a scene where in Aladdin they fly over like it looks like Greece. They're like, well, Hercules is down there. Like people have made the connection all for connected. all. They're all connected to all the Disney movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they are. Yeah. If you play Kingdom Hearts, that's true. So, you yeah. just need a Keyblade, and then you can <laughs> yeah. access all of yeah, the realms. Definitely. So just to put just a little bit of context, I like to like think of the time and place. This was 
Um, just one year after Lion King. Mm-hmm. The really? Very, wow. The very next month was Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. And the following November was the first Toy Story. So this is the time in which we're living when this when this movie came out. It, it's clear to see why it got overshadowed by much superior like animated like it's 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 again i always talk about the movie speed racer from the wachowskis which came out in 08 came out the <laughs> week after why are you laughing why does that make you laugh speed racer is great it's it great are you jo- are you joking no i'm it's serious super weird it's the trippiest it's, it's but it's great i kind of love it yeah i kind of don't i know yeah but it came out a week after iron man one in that, 2008 that so like, monologue nobody seen that that was in speed yeah. racer that's not what racing is this is real racing and, it's like and it goes on racing. for like five minutes yeah. and like everyone we were with was bored to tears i'm like I get that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> How great was John Goodman? He was great. And more uh, like Nanja. Why am I forgetting his name? The Emil Hirsch. Speed. Yeah, Emil, Emil Hirsch. Hirsch was great. Matthew Fox, Susan Sarandon. It's a great cast. Great. We could do a whole Should thing we... on Speed Racer. Yeah. But it's I've never seen it. Visually so stunning. We Visually we stunning. We have it on DVD. It's, it's a weird. Yeah. They make weird choices. It looked fucking weird. I'm but gonna it's, say it's the trailer made it look yeah, weird. There's no defending the weirdness. Well, it's a weird I disagree. Movie. I think you can defend it because somebody asked the Wach- the Wachowski said that when you watch that movie, every single thing is in focus. And that's why it looks so green screen and fake because it's so green screen and fake on purpose. But everything is in focus. Like when uh, Speed Racer is up in the foreground, the mountains, the snow-caped mountains in the very background, they're still in focus. And the reason the Wachowskis did that is because they're like, well, when you watch the cartoon and he's driving, the mountains in the background are the same focus that the – because they took the literal translation of a cartoon and tried to put it – in real in in, in live I, action i would argue nuts. that just because they have a justification doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't it was the, the right best choice. artistic it's decision. the yeah. best artistic decision <laughs> film, film school memories Thought about uh, of the let's watch citizen kane where they did the same thing and it's not that it's not as crazy as the as the cows <laughs> <laughs> yeah chaskis are nuts but i think it was a lot to do with the color palette as well yeah, that was the a, color, a the color is what i remember as color palette nuts. yeah they're like it's like neon everything, right? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like yeah, somebody was just like uh somebody tripped and hit the saturation bar up yeah. and like no one caught it. And it's <laughs> the same color palette as Cars 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love Cars 2 yeah. just for the visuals. You you've actually seen Hector's it. Hector's shaking his head like <laughs> Hector and I agree. Cars is the worst. They're bad. They're bad. I wasn't gonna get off on this tangent, but <laughs> but like, here we are for an entire movie First i'm one's kind okay. of barely on board with the idea of anthropomorphic cars sure until the second movie <laughs> in which mater mistakes pistachio ice cream for wasabi mm-hmm. and i cannot buy a culture that can make pistachio ice cream and wasabi without thumbs like that was the point where I could I not hold on anymore. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's but thing. you're making wasabi and your hands are tires. I mm-hmm. cannot go with you on this trip anymore. Mm-hmm. Hashtag your hands are tires. <laughs> but visually stunning cars too. Yeah. And I could watch like give me a reel of everything Michael Caine has done and mm-hmm. I'll love it. But, yeah. Michael yeah. Caine's in the movie? Yeah. 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 He's the sp- he's the spy car. He's basically. James oh, well, that Bond. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's great. But we're oh, not anyway. here to talk about Cars. We're here to talk about a different Disney movie. You have to like a goofy movie now if you like Cars too. There's yeah. no. Yeah. You, yeah. It, it has see. to be good. It, it <laughs> will. Yeah. Also, he 
likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original movie. The movie. I haven't seen it yet. I can't get on that yet, but... If that's you fine. decide that's to watch it, <laughs> sure. listen to our episode okay. in which we talk. Okay. Yes. We'll do. Listen before. We'll yeah. So if maybe, you, maybe one person, Hector would be the only person to actually follow the format of the show. <laughs> like listen and then watch and listen again. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're now going to watch a Goofy movie. If you have the opportunity, uh, I suggest you do it. You can uh, buy or rent Goofy movie on Amazon. Or if you just uh, drive over to your parents' house and go into the VHS <laughs> cabinet, VHS. not in the front, in the third tier, you got to pull mm-hmm. a couple VHSs out. Mm-hmm. It's in there. It's behind the, Lion King. behind the like behind the Aristocats. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> but before uh, the Adventures of Ichabod, Mr. Crane uh, is yeah. a Goofy movie. It's yep. it's in a little paper <laughs> case, but the one next to it is a plastic clamshell that's falling apart. No, Correct. no, no. Goofy no, movie no, was, was a plastic case. case. Oh, it's yeah, the one. Yes. Oh yes. I noticed it's also on uh, Google Play, by the way. Or Google Play. Be sure to grab a VHS player, which we used to call VCRs, Ooh. on your way out as well. I Otherwise, you're not going to be able to. I have one of those fun facts. Wow. So Still get one it. from Ash and uh, yep. check out. We're going to get like 50 tweets I'll like, what the fuck's a VCR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is this Hector guy? <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. We're going to watch the movie and we'll be right back to tell you whether it's uh, still any good. It's good. Gonna move to the mall, gonna live at the pool, gonna talk to Roxanne and not feel like a fool. Cause after today, my friends will be free. After today, she'll be mine. After today, if I don't choke, I'll be fine. So we just watched the Goofy movie. Did you just watch the Goofy movie? Uh, so I think I think Hector kind of liked it. <laughs> Little. I was just singing just now. <laughs> That's how much I like this movie. Yeah, man, it's fucking great. It's a great movie. I like it a lot. <laughs> so I'd like to open this conversation with. Uh, so they they clearly established that there's a mouse and a duck best friend mm-hmm. in in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but throughout the, the rest of the movie, we only see the dogs. Sure. Uh, were they going to an all-dog school, or is this like a deeper societal segregation issue? Well, I, what I, I, w- I will not even debate. But clearly, the character played by Polly Shore is a weasel. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I don't know. That's really funny. Uh, to to answer your question uh, completely seriously, <laughs> in a professorial way, I believe that in the world of Disney that includes the characters Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, etc., that the majority of beings are dog creatures. I think those are like the average people. I think their substitute for like a person is a dog, I believe. You mean like white people and everybody yeah. else is just different. Correct. Like, uh, uh, yes, exactly. According to movies, Ooh. television, whatever else. That puts a really weird spin on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That's right. Uh, yeah, so in this film, uh, Goofy and Max are white. Even though their skin is very black, they're not black dudes, they're white dudes, because they are the average and all of the extras and everything. Yes, just like every other movie in the world. So, Mickey and Donald are like like an Asian guy and an Inuit. They're very, like, left of center <laughs> people. See, but this... Which is which? Wait, which is which? Which is oh, which? I think it's pretty okay. obvious which is which. But this but... goes down, like, 
you think you've stumbled across something interesting with depth, but this goes way deeper when when Goofy is talking about Walt Disney, mm-hmm. and then my whole brain just melted. Yeah. <laughs> like, who is he what? picturing when he mentions Walt Disney? And on his keys, he has like the Disney logo, and it's like, wait, what? Maybe like you know how like whenever us in the human world talk about like God. Oh, maybe yeah, that's that's what, like, is maybe Walt that's Disney. Who Walt Disney. Yeah, maybe. they are, or like they the, Jesus. are the, uh, the people running Rick's car battery. Or is there <laughs> is there some like weird dog person in a suit named Walt Disney who like draws dog grotesque Disney? cartoons yeah. of people? Of, uh, yeah, humans. anthropomorphized people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cute little human characters, maybe. He also has the, uh, the D logo, which you noticed, Ash, on his keychain. Goofy has that, which is the Disney logo, the Disney D. So you're like, why is he a fan of that brand? What is that brand? What is that in this world? I don't know. It's Christianity. It's Christianity. That's right. He's he's a very religious man. <laughs> well, they're the ones <laughs> keeping the rest of the creatures separated. Mm. Oh. I'm just, I'm so sad at that. Am I to believe that there's a world in which Los Angeles exists and also Duckburg? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Have you haven't been to Duckburg? I'm okay with that right. because I'm a fan of comic books and in the comic book world... In the world of DC Comics, there is both a metropolis and a Gotham City and still a New York City. New even York exists in DC? New York exists in DC Comics. A lot of the times, Wonder Woman was based out of there. So even though there's a Statue of Liberty in Gotham, that instead of being the normal Statue of Liberty that we know, there's the words Gotham on the top of her hat. Hmm. There's still also like a New York City in that world. So I'm used to that kind of inconsistency. <laughs> I, I, I'm thrilled when I found out that there is an official map of Gotham City. Yes. That is official for the comic books, the yes. games, the movies. There is an actual geography to the city. And I believe there's also one for Duckburg as well. Is there? No, you, so we should I, I'm get I'm sure on it has that. much less detail. <laughs> yeah, somebody like should make a that. big money bin Donald's over here. here. Yeah, Scrooge lives here. Yeah. And uh, we the saw, rest is We garbage. saw a great map in this film multiple times. From what I can gather, I think that Goofy and Max and, and Roxanne and everybody live in like a town that's like in, I want to say like, it looked like Southern Ohio. And then they just yeah. kind of go from there to like Los Angeles, like it's in that part of the country, right? Or, or like Indiana, Indiana, yeah. somewhere, yeah, in, in, yeah. I I bet it's Indiana. And but then the, they, the state where Duckburg exists is an amalgam of. I wish I could remember, but it's an amalgam like every of state? two different state. Oh, it's like oh, it's Calisota. Calisota, that's great. Yeah. yeah, which is in we saw in the Goofy movie map. It's sandwiched between California and Nevada. It's right in there. It's Calisota, right in there. Is there a coastal? You know what else is fun to try to figure out? Where's Springfield? What state is Springfield <laughs> in from The Simpsons? Didn't yeah, they figure that out? Well, I kind think of? Matt Groening just uh, revealed is like it's Oregon. It's where I grew up in Oregon. There's uh, yeah. yeah, so he's like, there, if there's a Springfield in Oregon, that's the Springfield. Yeah, because it was coastal, but there's, it's also like has everything. There's seasons, so people were like, well, Springfield can't be in Southern California or Southern, you know, Southwestern United States because there's seasons. So anyway, yeah. So we should probably go around and get some reactions. Um, Sam, I'm going to look at you because I was, I was enjoying, and I think I've seen this with you before, where you are remembering the movie as the movie unfolds. <laughs> that was fun. So your memory is coming back like a half a second before the thing comes on screen. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I remember like the first sad part. I was like, oh, oh, okay. It's going to get worse. I remember this isn't the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I think as he was starting to tell the lie to Roxanne about the concert, I was like, 
Oh my god, he goes to the concert at the end. I forgot about that. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say that out loud when you I didn't because yeah. I didn't you yeah. know, I didn't remember if you guys remembered. <laughs> and then they're like about ready to go over the waterfall and I was like, the perfect catch up <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. It was good times. I so remember. You liked it. Yeah, it was really fun. There was a lot more clever filmmaking than I mm. expected and remembered. Like, particularly the whole map part was really clever with, like, that light and then the way, like, the pencil swirled out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The the map in their uh, Pulp Fiction, like, what's in the suitcase lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm used to animation shortcuts in movies like this, and I didn't feel like there were... Except for maybe that one where they pulled into the hotel that just appeared. Which I did Mm -hmm. not really catch in this movie if they there's like a couple things that i caught where like the uh, difference between the character's Mm -hmm. eyes kind of changed and like the proportions of objects changed a little bit but nothing glaring that was distracting my my uh favorite example of a glaring distracting thing for me and i caught it again this time i watched it was uh towards the beginning of the film there's a background set of background characters that just freeze oh yeah and they're not animated in the hallway not in the hallway no no, no. at the end of the when pj jumps on max's shoulders he's like way to go max that was great and like they're just walking towards the camera two characters when everyone's walking by max and they're like good job right behind them two guys just freeze and they're just like as PJ Max keep the moving. Whole time. Yeah, yeah, because I I'm did like, not catch I, that. I, I don't think that the animation finished there, and they thought we might as well just freeze them because they're just going to disappear if not. And yeah. uh, it kind of makes it look like there's still a crowd behind them when it's just two guys that are frozen. Huh. So. Or or when he runs out of the crowd, and we're seeing the bird's eye they view, disappear. and they just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> People just disappear mm. to make a bath. You just see an animator's eraser, just like erasing. <laughs> yeah, that's so, funny. so many very appropriate yeah. and. In a goofy movie. Yeah. <laughs> so many existential questions, like, you know, when, when you're out of the view of the goofs, like, does the rest of their world cease to exist? Like, is it all a dream? You, you know? say that in a deep. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm more struck by the, like, uh, why don't you take your gloves off when you go in the hot tub? Like, that, that kind of bothers me. Because their gloves are their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you saw them. how hideous their feet were when they took off their yeah, shoes. Really I don't want, want to see the hands. <laughs> no, they are white, puffy, puffy hands, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> another thing I really liked: two Could things. Be, like, grizzled. Feet. Oh my <laughs> god! Please don't. I don't. I don't want to know. Anyway, I really liked the kind of funny, like Looney Tunes esque musical cues that were in here, particularly mm-hmm. in the beginning. I thought that was really entertaining and it kept it light. When Goofy's pissed at Max and Max is trying to like make him feel better mm-hmm. and he just and Goofy just keeps slumping down in that, in that expression, there's a musical cue on a piano that's just like, hum, hey, want to yeah. play a game? Hum, maybe uh, let's do uh, like 20 questions. Hum, like there's just that little cue yeah. as he gets, mm-hmm. you know, more slumped and more slumped. So that's great. Yeah, it's really rewarding to see something made in 1995 that absolutely fits with the character's they were introduced in what thirty something. That's true, and it's still a yeah. '90s movie. But you took these. To me, it's very nice. We took these classic characters from yeah, they're from like the '30s, and it still fits. It's absolutely true to those characters. Yep, yeah. and the acting was so good. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what do you think? Go tell us what you think, Brett. Uh, 
Honestly, I wasn't expecting too much out of this. Yes. Yeah. And yes. It was really good. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, yeah. you know, w- me and Sam are from the the animators community, mm-hmm. and uh, we watch a lot of movies, and we hate a lot of movies. You mm-hmm. guys hate uh, <laughs> like all of the animation movies. Usually, you're, you like that. You're just particularly picky with those. Yeah, and like I gotta say, I Hector, it. this was pretty I great. I know. I know. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Listen, I loved it as a kid, but I wouldn't be uh, championing this as much as I do as an adult if it wasn't stellar. I tried to watch a few weeks ago Aladdin 2 The Return of Jafar, mm. direct to video, oh. sequel to Aladdin. Aladdin's one, it's my favorite Disney movie of all time. And I remember being as a kid, be like, Aladdin 2 is about just as good. Not as good, but about as good, right? Jafar comes back and. It's the same, and I and it's unwatchable because it's television animation, very limited budget. Like the script is bad, all that stuff, all the stuff that makes bad animation bad. And I and I barely got through it, and I'm like, I don't even want to get to King of Thieves. This is going to be the worst. So those are terrible, and there's a reason I don't have those and constantly watch Aladdin Two: Return of Jafar, even though I love Aladdin. You know what movie is is truly awful? Mm. I'm sure a thousand times worse than that is the Princess and the Goblins. <sighs> Barely remember that. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I never I, saw that. I, Who's that. But from Don Bluth Studios? No, it's a studio in England. Oh. And see, there's your problem right there. Holy shit, is it Brits. bad? <laughs> you can't trust those Brits drawing anything. It's they're, bad. They're like ducks. They're like, ooh, you don't want to. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I tried to watch it like in the background as I did something in college, and I was like, I have to turn this off. No. They like sing a song. And it's like out of tune and just horrible. Oh, no. Weird. It's really, it's but yeah, that's there's there's a lot of like these these animated like you know, we watch Disney movies and we watch uh, the Pixar and and DreamWorks stuff and we've always got these like really you know sometimes they're like generally bad or 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 we've got like really specific criticisms of a good movie uh, and like. One of my biggest gripes usually is that uh, they they really try and cater jokes to children in kids' movies. Yeah. And uh, it just, like, some of them are just like, oh, God, that's so not funny to an adult. And this movie, like, completely avoided that. Like, the jokes mm-hmm. played no matter what age you are. Like, it was... Uh, I don't know, it was it was very pleasant to see a film where they weren't just like pandering or what they thought was pandering to children and instead made just a genuinely funny good movie. Yeah, totally. So, it's yeah. great. What do you think, Ash? Um, I I think it 100% lived up to my memory and I 100% still enjoyed this film. I love how, uh, I mean, as far as, like, screenwriting goes, like, if you really want to talk about it, this movie is dialed in and tight. Everything is set up in the beginning. (laughs) Yes. Everything is, like, perfectly set up. Everything is paid off. Mm. And it all comes full circle Mm -hmm. in this beautiful way. And, you know, it's, like as unrealistic as it is for Max to save his father with the perfect cast, it's set up. he had to, and it yeah. is set up and it is perfect. And because it's an animated film, well, we can accept they, that. What's funny is that it's a really grounded father son movie, but it's still set in the world of goofy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying earlier, it's true to those characters. Of course, uh, zombies exist in this world. Of course, Bigfoot <laughs> exists in this world. And of course, like impossible physics exists in this world. He blows up, doesn't die, comes crashing into the little roof of the porch of the house at the end because yeah. he's goofy and that's what he does. And he has to do the goofy yell. Yeah. 
goofy and it's goofy but but on top of all of that or throughout all that is a grounded father-son drama (laughs) definitely yeah I, i i do want to talk about the fact that like through their uh, road trip, they killed like four to five people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a body count in this <laughs> yeah. movie. Yep. And not including the guy who was tied up in the tied trunk in of the car. Trunk. Oh, yeah. That was a little weird. That was dumb. Yeah, that was like a mafia hit yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Going on. Goofy and Max didn't have anything to do with that, but, but well, still they weird. didn't stop it. They may I have mean, seen it and didn't say anything. Yeah. yeah. They if you don't if you don't say anything, yeah. you're an accessory. Exactly. Hey, son, <laughs> that guy's about to be killed. <laughs> if you see something, say something. Exactly. <laughs> Not the goofy motto. So, so to take it out of the uh, the child friendly realm, uh, because if I have to, if I have to think of a criticism, uh, was the message of this film? It's okay to lie to your parents if you're trying to get laid. I disagree. <laughs> no, I disagree because no. in the end, it almost felt like that that was going to be the message. But in the end, he came clean to everybody. You know, he came clean, but like you know, like halfway through, it was like, sorry, dad, like. You know, I, yeah, it was this girl, and he's like, "Oh," and like, totally on board after that because yeah. it's like, "Oh, get it, yeah, let's get you laid, son," and like, <laughs> absolutely. When I was a kid, I thought that's what the lesson was. I thought the lesson was if you lie, but you get away with it, you get away with it, and it's okay. But uh, I think that watching it in my uh, recent years, adult years, the lesson is that I don't think that Goofy would have helped Max if he didn't. I mean, he, he like he he wouldn't have gone along with it. If you if they didn't crash into a river and just kept driving to L.A., you know, like I don't know what would have happened. But the point is, is that once they're in a situation where Max, after they have a heartfelt song about they reach catharsis, yes, exactly. They it, Max actually just comes clean and tells him the whole thing, and it's Goofy the one that says, "Well, we got to get you to L.A." He's like, "No, Dad, we don't have to do that. Like that's impossible. That's fine." He's like, "No, we're gonna get you to L.A. Not to get late, but because you're in love. My little Max, he's in love. He's growing up. I miss it all." Oh. So I think the lesson is, if you're up front with your parents, imagine if in the beginning of the movie. He was like, Dad, there's a party next week. Well, he does, let, actually. But try harder right. to be like, yeah. I love this girl. Like, let me... I, I got like, Dad, you're right. I got it's in trouble. It's not about the party. It it's suffers, about being in love. Right. Yeah. It suffers from that, like, you people just need to have a conversation. Like, that it's, it, bugs yeah, me about sure, storytelling sure. sometimes. And I think <laughs> that's It's all what, a big misunderstanding. <laughs> I think that's the thing that always really resonated with me with this movie is as a teenager, you can really relate to this movie. Because right. it's like, no, mom and dad, this this and this and your mom and dad usually go oh whatever and you, don't you don't really know any listen. better sure you don't know yeah. any better and in this case goofy is fucking dumb because he's goofy so it's <laughs> there's part of the thing of like max may be trying to t- talk to him but he's like oh go 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 so you're like well it's goofy he's an idiot he's not actually not only is he not listening to some but he's also he really doesn't get it he's a sweet guy but he doesn't get it mm-hmm. yeah and max is very much like a teenager like to the max he's so angsty and so just like oh to the max to the max plus yeah. you know goofy's a single dad he understands when you need to hit that so (laughs) and he does hit it in the direct-to-video sequel an extremely goofy movie where goofy starts to date the school librarian sylvia uh there you go and finally moves on from his uh uh passed away ex-wife so that not a good film though not a good movie that moment where it's you know oh we have to get you to la and he's like oh that's not possible yeah I, I, I think of like Goofy, but I also think of Senior Chang from Community. And I feel like Goofy could just say, Have you met me? Yeah. Like, yeah. This is not impossible. <laughs> so, Nick, what did you think? So, let me come right out of the gate saying, like, I really, really liked it. 
Awesome. Oh, wow. Thank you, Hector. Yeah. Nick hates everything. Yeah, I, I do I do want to say some things that will come off as criticism, but it's, it's fine. I right out of gate have to say I really liked it. Um as as somebody who in recent years was struck by the realization that I'm turning into my father. Ooh. And soon after that, <laughs> that being opening, okay that with opening that, nightmare sequence, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's an it's an interesting point where you start becoming your father and an, a more interesting point when you're okay with it. You know, that's not a bad dude to yeah. turn into, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's kind of this this journey that he has there. Yeah. On now, that oh sorry not to no, cut you off, but I, on that on that topic, I did write a little note like this movie is a love story, but not in the way that you'd expect. It's not between Max and the girl. They have that right, right away. It's a love story between Max and his father. That's beautiful. Which is really sweet. That's yeah. beautiful. It's, it is. Like yeah. Master and Commander is absolutely a love story between a captain and the doctor. You know, you're like, I guess I you haven't, haven't seen, seen Master and Commander. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a love story and have the structure of a love story without it being the Romantic love. Yeah. yeah. Castaway between a man and a volleyball. It's yeah. right there. And it's Which beautiful. Some people interpret that as a joke. Yeah. That is not a it's joke. It's kind of not. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one, one issue that I have with this is similar to an issue that I brought up when we were talking about mystery men, is that the 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 female character is the prize. Yeah. Yeah. And that that yeah. hurts. And this movie is so important because it teaches young people how the world is. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that element of it. Agreed. Well, and she's you know. like super shallow, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't call her shallow. I would say that it is not a fleshed out character. Exactly. Sure. I would agree with Nick. She isn't necessarily shallow. It's just I, the only thing you know about her is that she likes the singer and Max. I can describe Max's character, you know, w w without saying his name, uh, uh, you know, or like that he's a student. I can describe his character's personality. Goofy, I can describe his character. Pete, I can describe his character. PJ, yeah. uh, even uh, their friend, uh, Polly Shore's character. I can describe him. Even the love interest's care friend. Yeah, yes, uh, Stacy. Stacy, yeah. you can describe her. And she has like eight lines, like even less than that. And you can describe her character and her like, and, and how she is in the school and how she socializes and stuff. Can't do that with Roxanne because she's too much the prize. She's just like a, you know, well, she's just a storytelling prop yep. at right. this point. And that's why I call her shallow is just because like, she's just, uh, she's just a storytelling prop. And then like the fact that she's like, Oh, you're not really gonna, be on TV or whatever, well, you know. There was I guess that I'll date another guy. Like, whoa. Yeah, what? like she she's just a storytelling tool at this point. She doesn't have even look at her outfit. Like compared to her friends, like her friend Stacy, like had mm -hmm. flair and mm -hmm. a character, and <laughs> and Roxanne's just like I'm just rocking jeans and t shirt. It, she reminds here. me of uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character in Can't Hardly Wait. A movie that has all these other really interesting characters. Seth Green is in it. The main dude. All these characters whose personalities I can describe. Uh, yeah, Ethan Embry. But like Jennifer Love Hewitt, her only purpose is like she breaks up with the jock at the beginning of the movie. And over the course of this party, every dude hits on her. And all she knows is to like, well, who am I going to be in a relationship with next? And even at the end when she discovers it's Ethan Embry... And he's like, well, I'm going off to college. He's like, it's all right. Maybe I just won't date for a while. It's like, how about just be a human for a while? You don't have to jump right into dating. What is that the only thing you do? Do but something there, else. Yeah, but there is a, a huge element to that that resonates me from that point of view of being the kid in high school who like, oh, this could be that moment and everything hangs on that thread. So I do like that, that, that story because it sure. kind of resonates with me. 
I just Listen, hate my favorite line in the movie is she looked right through me and who could blame her because mm-hmm. that was my adolescence of like yeah. not being very popular with girls and not knowing how to talk to them, all that stuff. But the movie, the 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 flaw is that it is the, of the perspective of a young teenage boy. Yeah, and I, I think though, without turning it into an episode of uh, tropes versus women, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are very good, and we can't do that that well. Uh, the thing is, is that they established like from second one that she wasn't actually the prize and that nothing that that max did throughout the movie affected whether or not she liked him mm. uh, right that's true except She's- for that moment there is one moment where yeah. i called it out and i was like wow okay that's super shallow mm-hmm. you know there's yeah. one moment where that's, it does but it's there's like that you know the empathetic like from her perspective is it like oh is max like sh- showing up to cancel the date because he doesn't like me like yeah. you never know sure. what yeah, her motivations were for awkward. saying that and yeah. they're young neither and, of them yeah. know what to say right and they're shy like she had to be pushed by her friend to talk to him and you kind of the acting is kind of subtle but you do kind of get the impression she's like oh man this guy's trying to bail on me how do sure. i how do i act tough to show that yeah, it's not almost, hurting almost me like he's canceling the day you could uh, do that i guess i'm not surprised she probably thinks he's cooler yeah. than her yeah because when he had that little moment he's like i'll call you later and she yeah. like giggled and bumped into a wall and she's like okay <laughs> you know and he just showed off in front of the whole school also, so yeah, you could do that maybe there's like a whole other movie told from her point of view yeah. like the same two yeah. weeks from her point of view that might be really fascinating yeah. yeah and maybe that makes it okay like if you're telling a story from a certain person's point of view okay sure yeah, and i think that's the that's the thing that i really it's liked me- about it is because he didn't win her it right. was he did this thing and he fucked up and at the end of it like it didn't really change where she was at right yeah and he, he came clean he to still, her yeah that was the so. key to it Otherwise, it wouldn't have So good. Worked. You can still show the movie to your kids. It's good. <laughs> There's good life lessons in there. It was there. like a genuine teen romance. And like yeah. with a ridiculous thing that happened over two weeks. But the rest of it's like a normal thing. Yeah. So the other problem I had with it <laughs> oh, no. was um, this. It, it's like my, my tension and nervousness level just like rises. <laughs> Anytime I'm watching a movie or TV show where they're driving in a car and they look to the side and they're talking to the person in the passenger seat every second that they don't turn back and look at the road this like you could see a thermometer in my head going up and up and i'm like goofy 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 hey dad goofy dad like he's like three minutes straight looking straight to his right side so when he's driving on a crowded interstate yeah question though how they're driving on a crowded interstate like fucking in uh, indiana Calisota? Calisota? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you ever been driving on an interstate in, like, an empty state? You can just swerve. Because we did that last winter, and you could fucking just close your (laughs) eyes, and there's no one out there. (laughs) Maybe, but man, my. It takes me right out of a movie. Well, then how did you feel in that moment when he does swerve out of the way of the the side? Like, like, like the kid has to grab the wheel at a certain point. It's like, dude. Yeah, at least they addressed it. They still killed one dude. You know, yeah. they went through oh, that yeah. scaffolding and one guy died no, in two, that moment. Two guys up on that thing. There were two people. It was, oh, two, guys, two? It was two guys up on that thing. The third death was um, 
uh, gosh, help me remember, so guys. The lighting guy that they threw. No, that was the, that was the fourth the death. One. Oh. The third death was the something. The piano was fell on a guy. The oh, mine. Goofy. The piano, Goofy yeah. cut, imaginarily which, cut the line and murdered a guy in New Orleans. Brett pointed out, Roger Rabbit rules. That's how you kill a cartoon. A cartoon, that's right. That dude was dead. That or being va- uh, dipped in a vat of acid or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Or wait, or is that Roger Rabbit rules? Because they killed yeah. a human with the with a falling p- cartoon piano. Hmm. No, was that I, Eddie Valiant's no, was partner? Wasn't he a tune? Was he a tune? Oh, man. Oh, now we, we got to rewatch that. I don't think so. I need to rewatch I don't think so. Roger yeah. Yeah. Yep. Goofy's in that, but not Max, because he didn't have a son in 1930-whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you said one thing, Nick, that I kind of wanted to harp on, too, where you said, like, that for you, it resonates as, like, the teenage experience. Yeah. And that moment after he's done you know, he gets out of detention and everything. And that moment where everybody's like, Max, Max. And he's like riding on this high. And then you see him like skateboard and he's doing these cool tricks. He's, and he's like doing all these clumsy. stuff. Yeah. And like, to me, it was almost like a metaphor. Like he's not really doing those things. That's just like showing us the high of <laughs> how he feels. And I thought that that like really, really perfectly executed that feeling like that mm-hmm. high i'm sure we've all like experienced that sort of high before where oh, like you're i like, like yeah. that point of view because when i watched it it was more of a like uh the the power to be rad was inside you all along <laughs> <laughs> see to exactly. me it was just it was just like a you know a metaphor for the way cut he to, was feeling cut to inside the real world he's just walking down the street to yeah. his house but um but in, in his, his mind he's like i just skateboarded inside a concrete pipe and did a flip yeah, yeah. literally mean, the world's best skater yeah. maybe that's what's happening inside of goofy's head maybe. his entire life yeah, yeah that's true yeah uh and i love that moment too i forgot about this part but the moment after Roxanne says yes. He says, everybody mumbo. That's what Max yeah. does. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, that's what Goofy does. No, but I'm saying, but, but Max celebrates by going, everybody mumbo, because yeah. that's what Goofy did in the beginning of the movie. And you're yeah. like, you're just like your dad, dude. And he starts mumboing with the secretary. And it's just like, you know, it's. And as yeah. much as I criticize that whole relationship, you know, Max and the girl, like that moment when she says yes. Yeah. That's a moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It was really cute, too, because she, like, you could tell they didn't want to leave each other, but they didn't know what to say to each other. Yeah. And the friend's like, let's go before you before you mess this up. Like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. yeah that was it's a so fragile moment, moment here. Yeah. The That's with the Groove with yeah. the good acting. Good animation yeah. and good yeah. acting. Nick, are you surprised? I don't think you thought you were going to like this film, did you? Um yesterday no and and hector started making me feel like okay there may be some value to this i don't think you guys could have watched a more perfect movie to watch before this which is the ducktales film yeah. uh yeah because i feel like that really does is like reminds you like okay this is what animation comes from from like the tv to video direct to video type world this is what the standard is and I feel like this is really above and beyond absolutely this is way better than ducktales for sure so i don't know if you've 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 said a lot, but I don't know if you've directly answered the question, like, how do you feel oh, coming out of it this this viewing? Even better than I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, you guys. We were talking about, uh, I said, because I remembered, it's well acted. And then you mentioned the hot tub scene mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the movie started. And I went, that's my favorite scene in the film. Because as a, even when I was a kid, I remember being, like, affected by it. Yeah. Because it was the first time I saw Goofy and Pete 
Remember, I'd been watching Goof Troop for years, and in various other goofy cartoons, he the way he, they, they just animate the guy, their dads, they're just sitting down in their dads, and they're just like, ugh. And even the little joke, like, oh, it's putting too much dang water in these things. But they're just, they're not like zany, like, whoa, we're in a hot tub. They're just it like, was a real moment. yeah, and, it was and so Pete real. wasn't fucking like catchphrasy, like on your thumb, and like the, the, there was the, like real interaction. Yeah, he's the wacky neighbor in the show. He's like the villain in the show, Pete. And in this thing, the moment where he's like, I don't believe you. I, I trust my son and the, but the way they yeah, animate it where yeah. it's like from the from the perspective we're seeing Goofy's back as he's getting up and he like barely turns around and we see the side of his mouth as he's addressing yeah. Pete and then when Pete says hey my son respects me as a kid I was like I don't like this yeah. this is affecting me yeah. this isn't how a father-son relationship should be and and he's like check the map goof and it was I just the hot tub scene was brutal it's also yeah. so like good. in the show goofy rarely stands up to Pete and that was yeah. like a he pivotal moment yes. where he stands up to Pete that's what it was yeah. for his son he stood up for us he's yeah. like listen you can make fun of me all you want you can boss me around at work you know you can slap me in the head you can tell me I'm not good at my job you know I'm very good at my job I'm better with kids than you are but the second you tell me, because the line he goes, he's just a bad kid, goof. When he said that, I'm like, yeah. fuck you, dude. Like, totally. don't do that. Seriously. Not to mention he treats his child like a slave. Yeah. Every scene he's like cleaning and stuff. I know. But like there's all the like the actual like hurt feelings and stuff in this movie. Ugh. But that scene with the hot tub, it's like that's the the gut wrenching yeah. like, yeah. like I don't believe you. And you're like, oh, every, oh but again, it's so bad. Like a script writing, like every line is good. Like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier, it's a tight script. Like, again, another classic line goofy says to him he goes my son may not be what you think a perfect son should be like what a great respectful way to say yeah let me do my own thing like while still acknowledging like your son's probably going to be real messed up you this is not good but he did in such a respectful way just god i love that scene so much Mm. and then how goofy's mad afterwards the scene where he's mad and the scene again that broke my heart is uh uh, the line was, it was like a Forrest Gump moment where he pulls off to the side of the road because up to this whole movie, you just think mm-hmm. Max thinks his dad is embarrassing. And when he tells him like, dad, talk to me. He goes, why? I'm probably too stupid to understand. Anyway, I went, oh. Goofy knows he's stupid. Goofy knows he's stupid. And now he thinks that his son thinks he's stupid. Like yeah. that makes me cry. That's so yeah. good. You know, yeah. I love that you say Forrest Gump when, when Jenny tells him that that's his son and he says he can't even get, get out the words like yeah is, is, is he smart is he like or me is he uh, like and i can't watch that scene yeah without crying. Is, you can yeah. imagine that when max was a baby maybe going into kindergarten maybe if max's mom was still alive goofy may have had a similar like scene and moment with mm. max's mom or with a teacher or something you know what i mean like like the development of max as a baby maybe goofy had a similar moment like is he is he like me or is he like like my wife like it's it's heartbreaking right meanwhile mickey hasn't done shit in 70 years <laughs> yeah talking about a shallow character you know and goofy's over here like making us think about life it's yeah. great <laughs> so i want to i want to give you an opportunity that you could take or leave and we could cut it out of the podcast because it's I'm your intellectual it. I'm property i'm gonna right? take it and, and here's your opportunity because we have tens of listeners Ooh, they're gonna <laughs> love this <laughs> all ten of them so you were telling us about your idea. So there's this movie. There's a direct-to-video sequel. Yes. You've got a perfect idea for a third movie Thank and you. major theme park attraction and based on the third movie. At Disney is listening. Look, because this is perfect. I've tried, and at this point, I don't think I'm, this is ever going to happen because I'm not a writer. And I've, tr- I've reached out to people that work at Disney, and I'm like, "Can you get me a meeting with an Imagineer? Because I just want to pitch something." But it's I, at this point, I'm giving it away for free because I love it so much. I just want it to be made. And I have an idea for a movie 
that's called, it's the third film in a, in the Goofy trilogy, what I consider a trilogy, that wraps up a lot of story stuff, and it's called a Goofy Wedding. And I want it to be theatrically released, traditionally hand drawn, hand animated. Um, uh, and at the same time, while the movie's being released, you might be thinking, well, Hector, who would give a crap? What kids would care about Goofy? Well, first of all, you have the nostalgia crowd, because we're all over here. This is the 20th anniversary of this film. Kids that are, have grown up with this movie are now having kids themselves. There's that thing. Uh, but yeah, you want to make Goofy popular again is uh, I, I, I want to take an entire section of Disneyland Park, the Country Bear Jamboree oh, yeah. part, that mm -hmm. whole little like frontier land kind of a it, section, including the uh, Splash Mountain, Splash Mountain, Splash Mountain, which Rabbit I love the situation. ride. I love the ride, but it's based off a of Song need, of the yeah. South. We need to redo it, Disney. which <laughs> Disney is embarrassed to talk about because it's it's uh, it's um, of its time. It's racist. So that's its embarrassment. So. Re renovate that whole thing and turn it into a little section of a goofy park kind of a kind of a deal and uh, including a, re a recreation of lester's possum park which would be yes. great a lester walking around and so you hear who's your favorite possum for this whole thing. thank yeah. you right yeah. now that you've seen it and um and then i would uh gut uh splash mountain but keep the ride because it's a great ride and turn it from splash mountain to goofy's splash canyon so it still has the word splash in it for that name brand recognition. And you do the last uh, thing of the film where they're going, in, they're riding a car and then there's a waterfall at the end. And that would be Splash Mountain. And at the top of the, of the uh, drop, you see an animatronic Max like doing the perfect catch. And as you go over, you hear, you land, so you turn the corner and you see Goofy when he's hung up by his like shorts and he says, the perfect catch. And then when you <laughs> land in the thing, you hear, bop, ba -da -da, and then it takes you into a gift shop and you buy a bunch of Powerline shit. Like that yeah. would be the ride. <laughs> the whole ride in the interior leading up to it would be nobody else but you. Do, do, do we stick together so you would see bigfoot you would see parts of a goofy movie like animatronic bigfoot you'd see goofy and max sitting on a car and then goofy lifts his foot and there's a big you know robot fish mm -hmm. and you're instead of a log you're in like the, a hollowed out car or like the you know the hood of a car whatever they make it fit and um and that's the ride so it's that nobody else but you and then at the end the music and then the drop and then that's how you keep the ride and turn it to goofy splash canyon that was a hard sell for me when you're like we're going to reset splash yeah. mountain thank you but as you describe it thank it's like you. that really could work. It yeah, could and work. All they have to do is replace the animatronics, really. Yeah, they and a lot of them you and, a, and some of them you could even keep because they're like animal critters and stuff. Like mm -hmm. some of them you could keep, you know, and and that whole ride. Put some nun hats on them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there yes. a zombie in there. Yeah, <laughs> and so, then uh, and then I would take. Um, uh, I would do like the gift shop would have like power line stuff and and that little bobblehead that Goofy saw at the beginning. You'd be able to mm -hmm. buy that bobblehead with the blue light special, and oh, you could yeah. buy a Goofy movie on Blu-ray and get the soundtrack, and it would just be like a small little gift shop um you know you could all that whole little corner would have that you'd have power lines walking around goofies and max and you know the poly shore character like mascots those guys walking around and even characters from the new goofy wedding which i came up with yeah which i want to hear this story the pitch is the only thing you got to take away from an extremely goofy movie is that max is in college he's a freshman in college goofy starts dating or rather goofy gets wind of this and and misses his son so much he decides to enroll in that same college and he like gets his college degree because he never got one so the joke is like i'm trying to go to college and my dad's here too because my dad's goofy how embarrassing and um and then goofy starts dating the librarian this woman named sylvia who she is a little bit fleshed out she has a personality unlike roxanne there's no mention of roxanne which bummed me out mm. like max just dropped her whatever but that's <laughs> that's real life what do you mean that's uh, true the girl well, that is the the hey, beginning. Right, sure. uh 
boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend <laughs> since. Uh, but aside from like, the, the dude, girl you no, you got your totally, universe. You're totally yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, that, you're that not the norm. That's away. not the normal thing. Yeah, you guys, it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, totally. And so that's where the second movie left off. Is that Goofy and this woman started to date seriously, and then Max did his own thing. Uh, I think graduated. Um, a Goofy wedding picks up after Max. Uh, being, being released from prison. Being, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's, he's fallen on hard times. Um, he, being a millennial, because that's the age he'd have to be now, uh, is that he graduates college and can't get a job. It's hard for him to find work because he doesn't have experience because he just graduated from college. So all the people that age would be like, get it, totally. Um, he's got to move back in with his dad. He's got to move back home which is something that a lot of young people have been doing yeah. and it's very relatable. Definitely. And right to, now, it's so sure. the, I think the premise of each one of these movies is what if you had to go on a road trip, but your dad, but your dad was goofy. And the second one is what if you tried to go to college, but your dad came with you and he was goofy. So this one would be, what if you had to move back home after college, but your dad's goofy. So it'd be like <laughs> hijinks ensue. He's trying to do a, a serious relationship with his girlfriend, Sylvia. So Goofy's trying to be a dad and be there for somebody. He's also like, I'm trying to move on, Max. Like, I'm trying to do my own thing. And then when he gets back into town, he reconnects with Roxanne, who will be a fleshed out character this go around. She will be somebody who, she'll be like, oh, remember how silly it was about you being on TV Ugh, all those years ago? They start, Max and Roxanne start dating. So then the movie, like, time progresses and a couple months go by or whatever. Max is in love. He wants to propose. He wants to pop the question. And I think he tells Goofy, and then when he puts that idea in his head, the night, and it's very similar to like The Office, where Jim Halpert was trying to yeah. propose to Pam, and then he had his thunder stolen by Dwight. It's the same no, deal. not Dwight. Dwight, um, no, it was uh, uh, Dog. It was Andy yeah. Bernard. Yeah, yeah. He proposes to Angela. So Max is out at an event or whatever and tries to propose to Roxanne. Goofy proposes to Sylvia. So Max is like, thanks, Dad. Like, I, that was my moment. Uh, but then eventually proposes, and they're engaged. And so there's two weddings being planned, and it's like Father of the Bride. Part two, which was a wedding. It's in a, more like the, the um, father of the bride, where their mom and the daughter are pregnant, are, right? Exactly, but instead but of being pregnant, it's two weddings. Thank you. That's right. Uh, Diane Keaton and that other lady. So um, so then <laughs> the, the third act of the film is Goofy's wedding. And you don't even really see Max's wedding. That kind of happens later. But Goofy's wedding is setting everything up, moving on from his wife. There's memories of his ex-wife. We see his ex-wife. We see Max as a baby. We see that Max kind of gives Goofy permission to move on and be happy, kind of, you know, growing up, growing apart. Um, Max comes down one day and asks his dad, hey, have you decided who your best man's going to be? Mickey, Donald, who's it going to be? And Goofy says to him, like, well, uh, I want it to be you, Max. And there's this great moment. Max is, like, taking it back, like, oh, Oh, dad, because Max's best man is going to be PJ, his best friend, not his dad. And his dad's like, well, I wouldn't want anybody up there but you, Max. You know, like a real nice, just a really good moment. And so Max does that. He's Goofy's best man. Mickey and Donald are like in the audience or whatever. And the whole last third act is just a who's who of like the Disney characters. Donald shows up. Uncle Scrooge maybe a little bit older. Huey, Dewey, and Louie are grown up. They're Max's age, right? We see Mickey, we see Minnie, and at some point during the, the ceremony, like, Minnie turns to Mickey and she's like, when are you going to propose? And he's like, mm -mm, <laughs> that kind of joke. Um, like, Maribel, like, Goofy's ex-girlfriend is there, the cow lady, you know, and I think she's dating a horse or something now. I forget, but <laughs> they'd all be there. It'd be this big love letter to Disney. It would let Goofy evolve and kind of mature as a character, and then after that happens... Uh, in like the honeymoon phase or something, uh, the re the resolving action would be like Max and Roxanne have like a smaller wedding somewhere else, like a really nice little moment, and they're at very much the in love. At the lake. 
Lake Destiny? Yes! That's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) And Max even takes Roxanne on the trip. And he's like, listen, we're going to get away this summer. And then they're basically eloping and it's the trip. That's oh my did god. Did we just yeah. he pulls yeah. out the map? Yes, and he's like I've this planned is everything. Ooh, this has been passed down from goof to goof to goof, Roxanne, and it's just like <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's we're good. stopping in LA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that's the other thing. During Goofy's wedding, uh the singer is Powerline. Powerline because by now he's like a washed up like he was eight, like yeah. or they yeah. kept in touch or whatever. He was he just called in a favor, so then it's like there's like a there's like a slow like that's like the first wedding song, right? It's to I that's like the what you know the wedding bit um yeah that's it that would be that'd be great so i'd want a goofy wedding beautiful beautiful yep. so we got really a bonus movie we're, we're <laughs> on board. in 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 your just head. do it disney please Dear for the disney. love of god if you're gonna get any film greenlit to be a hand-drawn animated film wait how can we work Polly Poly shore back into this no, no. what else no. is he doing we're, we're, he'd have we're to be good there without Polly. you could you could cut to a joke where he wasn't invited to the wedding but you still get Polly shore to do the voice where like he's singing home he's like i didn't get an invitation bro <laughs> like, i'll give you one shot no yeah. dialogue yeah wedding cake cheese whiz you're giving him the jar jar that's moment. good yeah. that's just put cheese whiz just, on the, just on the wedding cake. Yeah. That's, that's it great. don't say anything that's a great yeah. bit yeah. yeah, and just lift the laugh from the first one, ha 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 ha, and like make him say it <laughs> as he's spraying the cake. And then Polly Shore sees it in theaters, and he's like, "I didn't get paid for that. Come on, I should have gotten." Or he they didn't be ask like, me. Mazel tough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You know, let's see, bring him back. Come on, you yeah! bring him back. Okay. It's fine. Bring the he, whole he cast back. He only gets back. one line. Uh, yeah, I've had that idea like, for a like movie Wesley since. Wesley Crusher at, at Riker's wedding. Yeah, it's like you didn't even get to say anything. Yeah, it's like, wait, Wesley, didn't you go off with that yeah. space dude? Yeah, would you be like the universe? with the traffic? Like, what are you Whatever. doing? Whatever. That's yeah. fine, Wesley. Good to see you, Will Wheaton. Good to see you, bud. Um, I would I th- love to see Will do more Wesley Crusher. Like, yeah, <laughs> man, man. Well, that's my idea. I've had it for a very long time since I was basically a kid, and uh, I think I've, I think I had every detail in there. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, goofy that's a, a gift to us. Again, I was yeah. going to say, if there was any film that could get greenlit as hand-drawn, it would be Goofy. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. be like, well, it's got to be CG. Like, no, do it hand-drawn, and people are going to go see it. You I, know? I'd if love they, to think if so. If Disney promoted the hell out of it, they'd it's go see it. It's a hard sell in it, today's climate, but I'd it, like it, to think so. It's a sad fallacy in animation. Yep. And I know a lot of artists feel the same, that many people feel, oh, 2D's washed up. It's old. People don't want to see that. I feel like not it true. is not true. It's all about story. Like more than yeah. And mm-hmm. people feel, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's hard for people to feel like they can get as emotional with 2D. I think because it's so cartoony, mm-hmm. but you totally can. Mm-hmm. And it has worked many times. Goofy movie, oh, yeah. Lilo and Stitch, Tarzan, like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And Lion King, like, Lion God, King. you yeah. cry. Like, yep. It's so, just, it's all about good acting. That's it, yeah. you know? And so. I think there's, like you were saying earlier, Hector, there's a generation of people like us who Thank would you. totally yeah. be into that. Yeah. So what did you think, Bryce? I liked it. All right. <laughs> Pretty good. Did you like the bit with Pink in the Brain that they had that nice little cameo? and? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. So I definitely recommend you check out more Hector Navarro. There's lots of Hector Navarro to be enjoyed on the web. Enjoy um, the Hector universe. And it's you're you're almost misrepresented in this show because you are the guy to go to on the internet for comic book stuff. You know, <laughs> thank you. So you know, we didn't even talk about your expertise there, but you know, I was telling you before, I I love um, Omnibus. 
Thank I you. wish I could watch the poll, but I'm so out of date on my reading. Oh, and you're talking about brand new stuff for a, a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but if you're up to date and you want to follow along, definitely check out the poll. I wish I could watch it. Yeah, it's a it's a live show every Tuesday night. Uh, we'll see how much longer it'll be on uh, the mm. channel. Uh, <laughs> but it's um, it's super fun. We have uh, comic book guests and writers and uh, artists, and we'll talk about their new stuff, but also like the careers. So like older stuff, we'll have great writers on and talking about their whole careers. And then we sometimes have segments where it's like memory lane and we talk about just an old great comic book book that we tell people to check out you know i've, I've turned is a lot of people onto stuff it's like a segment a, okay not an entire sorry um, yeah. yeah like if i could just watch the memory lane i know stuff, i'd be totally on board I know, man I'll, I'll 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 text you to be like watch in five minutes and then and <laughs> then from 357 yes exactly yeah. uh well, it's on yeah. twitch right so it's live yes it's live so you can't it's like oh. youtube but yeah. live i literally have to text you to be like watch right now yeah okay. and then uh, during the segment i'll be like nick stop stop watching we're going to talk about new stuff and then you can shut it off that's <laughs> great and you're uh you're t you're twittered up right mm, yes yeah 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 <laughs> find me i'm on twitter at I'll backed up with twitter uh, at hector is funny uh twitter and instagram so you can do that and also check out uh, Hector's uh, YouTube channel, Superhero News. Thank you, Ash. Thank which you. is also really great. You yeah, guys, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. And you you have quite a few subscribers. I, just, I noticed you're growing a lot. We just hit 22,000 subscribers. Nice. Wow. Nice. Which is crazy. It's because we did a video about Batman and Superman, and apparently a lot of people liked uh, the uh, to look up videos about Batman and Superman. It's I a, it's, specifically did that. Your SEO. <laughs> it's a fan, it's a fantastic and bizarre thing about the internet, but people are like, "We want to watch you watch a trailer." Like, sure, great. It's like yeah, the, the just, unboxing of, of yeah. movies. Yeah, like, yeah I don't true. get it, but I do it. <laughs> you want to wrap yourself up in a topic that you're interested yes. in right now. I absolutely no look understand that just feeling. like listeners of this show the the beauty of the internet is that you can find community you find people talking about what you want to talk about if you don't have that in your life and that's what this is that's what the stuff i do is i've had people tweet at me and they're like hey man i live out in like brazil i read comic books and like these movies nobody around me likes that stuff i found you and your friends and everything on the internet and it feels like i'm in a living room just like shooting the shit so thanks i'm like cool yeah, you need that community mm-hmm so thanks for uh, listening to another episode of Let's Let's Rewatch. We uh, <laughs> we we put these out. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, you guys. Hope you liked our show. Uh, we put this out every two weeks. Um, we would love to hear from you on Twitter if you've got suggestions for other movies we should be checking out. Hey, if you like the music on the show uh, and the other stuff on, on Last Ash, uh, I do that. Uh, Brett, that's me. Uh, I have a website, breadeagles.com, and a Twitter, <laughs> bread underscore eagles. That's the food and the bird, bread eagles. We all know how Hector feels about that. Hector hates it, I think. Uh, <laughs> I get it now. I get it now. It makes sense now. Uh, but yeah, there's like some free music on my website. Check it out. Uh, and then the show is a part of the Laugh Stash network of, of uh, entertainment content stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, all a part of Laugh Stash TV. We're a, we are a YouTube channel and we do nerdy stuff, nerdy comedy stuff. We have a uh, several video game parodies. We have Go a watch cooking Spider show. Tank. Yeah. Watch Spider Tank. Watch uh, Nerd Off is actually our newest sort of short 
sketch that's all about an, uh, how nerdy girls kick ass. And then uh, we also have a cooking show called The Hunger Dames with my friend Lolita. Um, and our drink review show, comedy drink review show, which we had Hector on as well, the Thanksgiving episode. But Brett and I, you can see us in person drunk, you know, so you don't just have to listen to us drunk. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's called Let's Drink. Yeah. Where we drink. We drink a lot. A lot. But you can follow Laughstash on Twitter at Laughstash TV. And then you can also follow the podcast at Let's Rewatch. And be sure to tweet movie suggestions at us. And if you guys like the show, please go ahead and review us on iTunes. Just like our awesome fans, NerdyGeek1206, Jahario. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I hope you're not. <laughs> we, we like him but we we like to see you stumble and then, uh, great radio cold cold Col ruland and martian mind and a few other people you guys are awesome there's only two more attack v and i has five <laughs> yep i was scared to pronounce that one so <laughs> and if you didn't like us lie thanks <laughs> Yeah, and thanks to people who are tweeting at us on Twitter, like James Atwell, David Bernard, and Courtney Maisie, and other people. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Courtney. Courtney. Represent. James Atwell. Jimmy James. Do it. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the show, guys. Uh, Next week, we'll be watching Meatballs (laughs) 2.